Welcome to the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. I want to start off by saying that may the you know that you realize the blessings that you have. May you may you realize the blessings that you have in Christ. He has blessed you with something if you belong to him, so you are blessed. And I know sometimes we don't feel like we are because of life circumstances and things like that. And I've, you know, I can go ahead and say that uh, around here, in, least in, the, in my neck of the woods, there's been a lot of stuff happening, especially during this past year. You know, it's uh, coming up on one year since, uh, you know, I lost one of my family members to cancer, an uncle of mine. And, uh, you know, the family is, you know, family is reeling from that. It's impacted everybody. And uh, people in my church have died from cancer. You know, there's other problems going on, you know, in people's lives. And it's just all kind of stuff, you know, and it seems like it can be overwhelming. But we have to remember that God gives us enough, you know, he gives us what we need for each day. So, and we have a blessing, therefore, every day. And we're going to uh, read today from Galatians 5. This is going to be kind of uh, a deeper exploration of what was talked about on the last episode, which was... uh, a difference between the you know the differences between the old covenant and the new covenant, and we're going to go really deep into why the old covenant, the you know also known as the law of Moses, is not something that uh, we need to keep or can keep. So, go to the beginning of Galatians five. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. You know, we shouldn't let people thrust the yoke of the law upon us. Here it's called a yoke of slavery. And the reason it's called a yoke of slavery is because, it, for one thing, it, it can never justify and could never justify anybody. So there's no freedom in it. There's only condemnation in the end. And we don't want people to thrust that on us because it's... it's not going to be good for us and besides you know paul here is pointing out one point of the law that you know the law that uh, required a person or a man to be circumcised here he says that if you be circumcised christ shall profit you nothing and we're going to get a little bit and we're going to get into that here just a little bit go down to verse three through four For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. You know, it's like you break one part of the law and you're guilty of breaking the whole thing. You know, you're obligated to keep the whole law, not just part of it. And since, you know, if you break one part of it, you know the penalty is the same for breaking any for breaking any part of the law. You're doomed to go to hell because you've sinned and you've broken the law. So if you're trying to justify yourself by keeping the law, in effect, you have fallen from grace. Not to say that anybody has lost their salvation, you know, by doing that. That's not what Paul's saying. He is being uh, kind of figurative in a speech here when he says. When he says you, you are fallen from grace, these Christians are not going to be able to 
experience the full operative power of the grace of Jesus Christ while they're uh, at least partially trying to justify themselves by the law. It just can't happen because uh, freedom and slavery are not compatible with each other. Go down to verse 5. Verses 5 through 6. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor, uncir nor uncircumcision, but faith which, which worketh by love. Okay, so, you know, remember the law required a man to be circumcised. Now, I don't know if females were required any kind of circumcision, you know, but uh, the man, uh, a man upon reaching, or excuse me, a boy upon reaching his manhood, if I remember correctly, was required to be circumcised. And here Paul is saying that circumcision means nothing. And this was one of the main points of the law. You know, it was a big deal in uh, ancient Hebrew society. A man had to be circumcised in order to be considered part of the community. It was part of the law. And Paul is here saying that circumcision, you know, it it means nothing. It, it doesn't avail you anything. Nor does uncircumcision. But it's faith with, which worketh by love. Faith has taken the place of circumcision, the physical circumcision. We, by faith, have been spiritually circumcised. That is what the law was trying to teach us, that we have to be spiritually circumcised. And so that part of the law, the physical circumcision, means nothing. For us, on a, you know, it means nothing for us today, and and it hasn't meant anything for us since uh, Jesus Christ came and died and rose from the dead, because He fulfilled that law by allowing us, uh, enabling us to be spiritually circumcised. This is this is so important to remember. Go down now to verses seven through eight. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that call you. You know, there have been some people in the church uh, in Galatia, and this is interesting. Remember his letter to Corinth. You know, Paul said that we're running a race, and, you know, that he was running a race, and he didn't want to be disqualified. You know, he also uh, told the Galatians the same thing essentially here. Uh, and he was telling the Galatians, you know, whoever was causing them trouble, that they needed to find that person and uh, that it was not of God that this was happening. It was either of the people, of those people causing the trouble, or it was just from the devil, you know, which it very well could have been. Now down to verses 9 through 10, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. You know, it's interesting that Paul was using yeast in, in this example here. Yeast was not used in making unleavened bread, which is what the Jews would have eaten. You know, especially during Passover, if I remember right, if I remember correctly. 
And here he says that just a little bit of yeast ruins the whole batch of dough. He wanted the heresy to stop. He was comparing the heresy that was spreading in the Galatian church to yeast. It was contaminating the church. This teaching of mixing law with grace was contaminating the church. It was ruining it. That's a pretty nice comparison, don't you think? Verses 11 through 12. And I, brethren, if I, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. I would therefore, I would there, uh, excuse me, I would they, I would they were even cut off which trouble you. Paul was saying that if he would, if he would, if he had been preaching the law, then he wouldn't be, then, then they wouldn't bother persecuting him because he would be preaching what they wanted to hear. And the cross of Jesus would be of no offense. And that is totally, you know, the cross is going to cause offense if you preach it the right way. And Paul was not preaching the, the law. He was preaching that the circumcision and other things like that didn't matter anymore. Because there's Jew and Gentile. No matter what, if a person's circumcised or uncircumcised, you know, what kind of food they eat, you know, whether they eat pork or whether they don't eat pork or anything like that, shellfish, all that stuff, you know, most of us are Gentiles. And so we're not expected to become Jews by following, you know, the laws of the Torah. Paul has done said here in the very first, in the very first part of the book that it's a yoke of slavery because even the Jews couldn't keep it. Now, if the Jews can't keep it, then we, the Gentiles, certainly can't. We're all human beings. You know, we all have this inability to be perfect and please the Lord. You know, by, we can't, excuse me, we can't, we cannot by ourselves please the Lord with perfection because we're not perfect. It's only in Jesus Christ that we can achieve that. And he was saying that the people who are causing the trouble, and I did, I went and did a little bit of research on this, he was comparing them to the pagans that were around in the church, you know, and apparently these people who were involved in the pagan worship, they would mutilate themselves. And Paul was saying, hey, I just would, you know, I would, they would just leave, you know, leave y'all and, and be mutilated themselves. You know, that's a pretty blunt statement. And, you know, go down a little bit further. For brethren... Ye have been called into liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor, thy neighbor as thyself. This is the key foundation, the principle of the law. Is love. All the stuff that was given to people in the Old Testament, the law of Moses, can be summed up in one basic command here. That is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And as Jesus said earlier, to love also, and more important than that, to love the Lord your God with everything that you have. 
if we love our neighbor as our neighbor as ourselves, we're fulfilling the law. Because Paul says here that all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And we're going to end the reading of the of that uh, chat of the chapter here. And again, I will say that I know that there's going to be some people who disagree with me on this, you know. But from my point of view, I'll be honest. This comes straight out of the Bible. And uh, certainly, if uh, you know, I'm not going to try to force anybody to, uh, uh, you know, eat pork. You know, if somebody finds it offensive, you know, then hey. If I'm in a situation where I'm going to be eating with somebody, I'm not going to order. I'm not going to order it because I know that it would cause offense to them, and you know it's not worth it to me to cause offense to a, a fellow Christian. So this is why, and, and that is the truth working in love. You have freedom to eat what you want to eat, for example, you know, but don't go and pretty, you know basically just shove it in somebody's face. That's not working in love. That's working out of meanness. So, but I hope this uh, short uh, episode today has been kind of an illumination on the law. And I know, I know that there's other things that can be said about it. You know, I want to close this program with a quick prayer. You know, Lord, I pray that if anybody's listening to this and uh, they need you for salvation, if they need to accept Jesus Christ, I pray that they would accept him. You know, if not today, hopefully, I'm mean, hopefully today, but if not today, then, then maybe a seed got planted, you know. And I pray that for anybody out there who is either sick or has family members that are sick and suffering, I just pray that you'll be with them. And uh, Father, it's in Christ's name I pray this. Amen.